I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Pottsable, always with a brother with the same mother, Aaron Potts, Super Hot Potts, and you're watching and listening to your favorite two black runners every single two black two. Vocals on point today, y'all. My vocals hey. on point today. Okay. And our, and our guest on point too. So I'm super hyped for this one, Joshua. For real, bro. We should lucky just get into it, man. We could skip the introductories, everything. We had them on the podcast before. Lucky we bring about LGs this month. We bring back real, OGs though. this one. The athlete special, Spencer Brown coming to the podcast. Y'all know him, Georgetown alum. Brooks Beast alum, he's a legend on the YouTubes. Been doing it for a good minute. You feel me, Spencer Brown? On the podcast, bro, Spencer. Just how's how's it going, man? How's how's it been? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Joshua, Aaron, it's 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 good to be back. I gotta say, it's, it's when you guys reached out to me, I couldn't turn it down because this has always been my favorite podcast to hop on, and you guys hey. just have the, the energy that I want right now, and I'm just so happy to see how far you guys have come. Like, I was. I don't know. I want to meet in March, and all of a sudden I look up, and the boys are right there. Interviewing. <laughs> like, you guys are at the meets now. And cool to just see that you guys have really made it. And like you know, we had all talked, you know, a year or two back about how trying yep, yep. to you know make our mark in the running world. And you guys are doing an awesome job. So I'm just I'm happy for you guys. Yeah, man. I mean, we we learned you. from you. We learned from you just being being consistent, trying to be as authentic as possible every chance chance we get and i'm thinking it was like episode four we had you so it's Dang. crazy to see just like Are we on 63 64 right now yeah and i don't even think you were you were with brooks yet when when um mm-hmm. when we had you on the podcast so it's it's been awesome I think when to we, see your development too i think we had when we had you on well you're you're just dropping like the task clothing and then also i think you just came off of lyme's disease i think Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a little bit before Brooks. So yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride in the last eighteen months for all of us. Most definitely. Most definitely. And like you just posted, uh, just you leaving Brooks Beast now back into back into your hometown, living with your dad, being coached with your dad. But just how has the transition been coming back home? You dropped a YouTube video with it, uh, getting back onto YouTube and Instagram. Just how has that move back been like? Yeah, so I uh, I hadn't been home for like 18 months straight besides, I, I guess, a little caveat on that. I went home four days in March of this year, but besides those four days, I hadn't been home once. So I missed Thanksgiving, Christmas, all the holidays and 4th of July Dang. and just everything um, just because uh, COVID, obviously, and I was in Boulder and then I was in Seattle with the Beast. So coming home in general was unbelievable. Um, I so miss my family and like... Mm-hmm don't really you know when you're just in that grind mode and like you're not thinking about family it's it's kind of easy to um not not really think that it's going to be that big of a deal not being around them but it kind of caught up to me over time so I was like really really emotionally and just physically drained by the end of the last season so just coming home has been so nice and the transition has been great as well um I've been in a pretty big slump even with YouTube stuff. So just to get home and to refresh, like I feel like myself again, which is just the most I can ask for. I feel that. Like, I feel like, you know, once you graduate, graduate college and you go off on your own for a little bit, you you realize how like important, you know, those supporting people like your family and those close ones around you are really to you. But how would you say like your priorities have changed over the past year and, and, and through COVID? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Cause like, you know, coming, I'd say like when COVID first happened, everyone was in lockdown for the first eight weeks or so. And then when the lockdown kind of ended and I went out to Boulder, I was pretty optimistic and just having fun and around friends all the time. And um, I feel like I lost some of my values <clears throat> of, of just like, uh, like trying to stay close with just family and stuff. And I kind of let my ego get away from me at times. I was, I was acting pretty cocky at times, especially in Boulder, Colorado. And then uh, it was very humbling being on the beast and like, it just, it didn't work out running wise. Um, I got COVID myself in November of last year and then I got a bad injury um, in March. So it was like every bad break happened to me. And like, honestly, it's just running at the end of the day. And that, 
I'm sure all three of us have had times where it's just like, it's not clicking and you can't figure it out. Yeah. Um, but through all the negatives, I've been able to take away a lot of positives in that, like, you know, obviously keep your real close friends close with you and make sure to see your family and uh, your loved ones and, you know, focus on the people that are positives in your life. And in doing that, you don't want to lose yourself. And that's sort of where I'm at now. When you said, like, uh, keep your close friends close, because it seemed like you have like a tight knit group with you. And Will, when he was out there, like helping you with like the videos, you're out there playing disc golf on the channel and all that good stuff. But like, what was it during this time as well? Like those past 18 months being away, did you find yourself like, you don't got to call no one out, but did you find yourself like losing like friends or did you feel like your friends kind of switched up on you just because like you're chasing this and things weren't going right or things were going right or something? Did it ever feel like a struggle to be like trying to keep friends during that time? I think that what I'm more referring to is like, I, I was making mistakes in that I was not, I wasn't able to go home and see family and I should have made a bigger effort to do that because there's something about going home for even just a little short period of time that helps reset you. Mm. And, um, I just didn't have that for so long that like, I, I didn't realize that it's very necessary because I had always been in college and going home for Christmas and then the summer, but, yeah. um, you know, it took me 18 months to realize, like, shoot, I, I got to go home and, like, reset. And, you know, my close friends, like Will, Ari, the people who have been in videos, they have been nothing but unbelievably supportive. And they kind of put their lives aside for, for my dream of, you know, pursuing a professional running career. And, like, I'm, I'm nothing but grateful for their support. And, and they've been just unbelievable to me. So, like, they, they've been awesome. And, like, no one's honestly like I there's been no real negative people in my life it's just been like me if anyone pushing people out or not being as social and I think that a little bit of that is like the professional running scene it, it gets very uh cutthroat and you know you, you've got fear of running for you, you know to hold on to your contract and stuff like mm. that so stress pressure all that stuff kind of gets you at times and and it, it makes um your experiences at times a little bit more negative than than you would have liked them to be. So that's just, yeah. I think that's professional running for you. No, and I feel that too. I feel like whether it's professional running or it's like, you know, for me, for me, it was like, you know, two black runners and starting a new job at Hoka, you could kind of go into survival mode at times and you can, you have to be careful because you can isolate yourself from, from those type of, from those people. And I, I get totally where you're coming from, you know, like, Whenever I get to go home, I feel like as you get older, you know, going home is just more important, being around your family. And it just feels so nice to like be around those people that, you know, 100% truly love you and only what the best for you. Even sometimes it doesn't sound like what you want, but you know that they're always coming from a good place. So definitely happy to happy to hear, you know, you're back home. You, you're grown now. You a man. I know. Yeah, I, I even said it on my last videos. I'm not like. Not, I'm not this young, optimistic uh, kid anymore. And I'm not pessimistic now. Um, and I think that there's still plenty of running to be done. But I think that I've had enough uh, relative like failures. And um, I've, I've just seen a lot more now. And it just allows you to grow as a person. Um, and, you know, I'm sure you guys both have experienced that same kind of a little bit of, you know, early adulthood when when college is done and and like oh, we in we in the middle of spencer we in the middle of it <laughs> yeah you're you're gonna experience it soon joshua <laughs> you but aaron knows what i'm talking about when you when you transition out of college and you're in that weird in-between state where you're not you don't really feel like an adult yet but you're, you're not a kid in college anymore it's just an awkward time and i think it hit me pretty hard and like you you have to just make sure you find out who you are and and know what works for you and um, I think for a while I kind of lost a little bit of myself and lost what made me happy and I'm so thankful that I feel like I found it again and, and that fire and everything um, to allow myself to continue doing YouTube and, and doing running stuff so yeah and, and like going off of that too, like going home and I feel like when Aaron would always come home from like college or when he just comes down, 
now from Santa Barbara. This man's always looking to eat, bro. This dude be trying to eat up all the food or home cooking. He's all like, man, this home cooking is so good. I'm like, Loki, I've been at home. So like, I Loki don't be tripping off that. But how good is it just to get a home cooked meal again? Like from like your parents and everything. How good is that to experience that a little bit more now? Dude, I, that, you could not have said that better. Um, <laughs> and everyone is always just saying my diet is really bad in videos and, and um, that's a whole nother story. But like having home cooked meals from my mom is unbelievable. I'm so happy to have that back in my life. It's just so much more simple. Um, uh-huh. I don't have to worry about what I'm gonna make for breakfast. Or I mean, I, I make my own breakfast. It's it's mostly just the dinner that, that yeah, yeah. helps out with. Um, but yeah, that it is it is really nice to have home cooked meals and you save money at home. So it's it's great. The the uh, refrigerator is always stocked. That's a huge thing about being at home. So it's great. Shout out <laughs> to the moms and, the, and dads cooking dinner, bro. Shout out to the moms and dads cooking, cooking dinner. When you don't gotta stock the fridge yourself, man, it's that's, that's so nice. It's so nice. It's incredible. Now, also, I want to ask too, like you spent the time, you spent a lot of 18 months on the West Coast, basically, or what, 12 months West Coast, and you had some meets, a lot of meets in LA and down there, like West Coast or East Coast now, bro. You feeling a little bit more West Coast? I know West Coast got a nice, let me tell you, West Coast got a nice. Are you feeling a little bit more West Coast than East Coast now? Uh, it's That's a good question. Um, I think at my, at my happiest West Coast for sure, but when you're not happy and you're that far away from my whole family is from like Boston or Connecticut or New York or Pennsylvania. So all East coast besides yeah. shout out, I've got some relatives in, in Seattle, actually, I, I saw them once, but, um, when you're, when you're not in a good state and you're not with family, it kind of sucks. So yeah, when, when things are going well, ooh, West coast, really nice, especially Seattle in the summertime, um california all year round is incredible but and like there's mountains there's there's literally everything there that's yeah. awesome but <sighs> the roots are at home and on the east coast so i would say it's very 50 50. no i feel that i feel that and i'm just happy to hear you know how how important you know family is for you and now you're transitioning to being trained training training with your with your dad what kind of like went into that decision to go with your dad instead of like maybe like an old college coach or I'm even uh, potentially another group yeah so really I'm I'm at that age also where I know my body pretty well I know what I need to do to be successful and in the very current situation I'm in right now it made the most sense to be surrounded by people who basically 110% support you. Like what you are doing, they care about more than anything that they are doing in their life. And that's like your parents. Your parents are like the only people that should care more about what you're doing than what they are doing themselves Mm -hmm. uh, because you're their kids. And my dad has, he's got experience with coaching and he's coached me in the past. Plus I have, so much experience from just college and professional running now that I mean I I essentially know what I need like I keep saying and having my dad there to support and basically kind of be like a blanket over me and kind of rein me back at times give me that confidence I need um it's it's very it, it just it's gonna work really well right now I thought about going back to my college coach and mainly I didn't because I don't necessarily know if I'm going to like, I would probably have to move back to DC and right now I'm comfortable at home. I'm also have a lease in Seattle. So I'm, I'm planning on going back to Seattle. Um, and like, I just, I want to be able to get there on my own for a little bit and then we'll see how after this year goes with my dad. And um if if it's going amazing then like for sure i'll stay with my dad but like if he's you know like hey i think that we've had a great start we've got you back on track maybe you should go somewhere else now then i wouldn't be opposed to that but basically like i keep saying just the situation i'm in right now it made the most sense for him to be there and he was and he knows me so well and he has no problem telling me like it is and that's Mm -hmm. that means a lot to me 
Um, I'm not saying I need someone yelling at me, but like, he's not going to bullshit around and be like, and sugarcoat things. He's going to kind of be, tell me what the situation is at hand. And I, I think that that really means a lot. Yeah, I think me and Aaron both like totally understand where you're coming from too, because knowing our dad coached us up through like club track and our dad would always, if, if I had a race, like my dad would always first, one of the first people like, bro, what time did you run? What splits did you run? It low-key be annoying at times. I'm like, bro, you can just look up the results. Like I'm gonna be at home in like 13 minutes, like chill out, but like, or just like even a run, but you know, but uh, what, when I was watching like your last ride, that video and your dad was at the end explaining sound of like, I feel like he could have done more and in college and like he was, he was just racing for time i really felt like that was me and aaron's dad like i was all like that's exactly how our dad like talks to them now about like our our training and just the way that he critiques it so i feel like there is a sense of like definitely if you're if your father or your parent or whatever is like as a far they see something that's in you that's not technically that you technically can't see that's even deeper in a sense especially if they coached coached you at a young age but i feel like too like if my dad were to train me now like i feel like dang like we would have to collaborate on some stuff because like we agree on some things but i'm all like man we gotta collaborate is there some type of collaboration that you guys have with like with writing like workouts now and just like the plans and what you do like is, is that in the works as well yeah that i mean what you're saying also so many other people have reached out to me and, and said such similar things to what you just said and like people really seem to to like the the storyline with my dad doing it with me and yeah i just what you said makes so much sense and we are doing a lot of collaboration um that's the other thing like i have like a year experience of running with like arguably the best american middle distance team in the country and where it didn't work out for me i still have all of that knowledge now and then i have all of my knowledge from from when i was at georgetown which is a great division one school um i can kind of put that together and then put together my dad's two cents and and that's sort of what we're doing right now so he's coming mm -hmm. up with the workouts but he's leaving it up to me for like you know run on how you feel and like you know how far i want to go on specific days as long as i i hit like a range of mileage per week um like and i think that that's just how it should be when you're old like at a specific age or yeah. you know far along in your running career so there is a collaboration and like it probably would drive me crazy if you just was barking out like do this exact workout or do this exact you know run for the next three weeks and give me like a very drawn out schedule but that's not how it, it's going and and i think that it's gonna i, I really do think it's gonna work out just because it's, it's a very supportive um thing that we've got going yeah and i i really liked it too because i'm a little older than joshua and i feel like if i was trying to be elite or even sub elite again i would love to you know do some type of coaching with my dad i feel like we've reached that point you know where it's like you respect each other you're you're an adult now and he knows the experiences you've been through and it's like i've gotten old enough to like really respect him whereas when you're younger in high school or something you're like why are you just trying to tell me what to do yeah. like this is not about you or whatever but <laughs> it got into that once you get to that point it's fun it's like and you're like kind of racing for something bigger and you know i feel like i feel like i was agreeing like with some of the stuff your dad was saying but like in uh college a lot of the times that system spits you out to like just hit these times where as like when you're coaching if your dad's coaching you he's coaching like you specifically he knows everything about you he knows how if you're really pushing he knows how much how harder you can push without you even knowing that you could push that hard and he's gonna he, he knows your body so i, I thought it was that's why i thought it was super dope because uh, i i think i think y'all gonna go off this year i'm, I'm hyped about it thank you I'm, I'm really excited and i i appreciate the support and i think that like the fact that both of you guys can resonate on it just it excites me and like that's sort of what i wanted to hit like we're doing this father and son and i think that so many people can relate to it and uh it's just it's a fun thing to try and plus too i look at it as well like you have on top of like your dad you still have like a whole bunch of different resources too that all of you guys 
can like feed off from. So like, if you need any questions, like you still, I'm pretty sure you could still hit up your college coach or hit up or uh, Danny, Danny Mackey from Brooks Beast and like, what should we do or like bounce around ideas. So like that, all the experience that you've had in running, leading up to lending up to this moment, I'm pretty sure people be more than welcome to like help you out and lend some type of two, two cents. And then once you guys start getting more and more into like the season as well. Yeah, totally. And, and off that, like the way that I left it with um, the whole team and Danny, like I have such a good relationship with all of them. And like Danny, Mackie and I, we text all the time. Uh, we're both kind of into like just like boxing stuff and like MMA. So he'll like send me an Instagram or a text and we just go. We're like just friends at this point. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people on the outside see it as like, oh, you're not with the team anymore. That You're cut off. But it's like we're just people at the end of the day. I think you yeah, guys know yeah. that more than a lot of people out there. Um, it's just the way that the professional circuit works that, uh, you know, contracts are hard and stuff, but like I'm friends with everyone on the team still. Like those are the people I hang out with in Seattle. I'm going to still hang out with them and see them again. What do you think? What was like the biggest thing you learned from that program and and those athletes because we and josh were like going through the list like this was like the best year for the books Be- brooks beast i've been saying arguably they have the best middle distance program in in the u.s been saying that. I- i've been, been saying i've been that. saying that because josh curry ran 329 henry henry wins running 144 like y'all went crazy or 334 i'm sorry that's brandon yeah. kidder running 144. Brandon kidder ran 144 so it was just like this is the middle distance program is crazy yeah, I so for, for me personally, well, I'll just say it quickly. It it sucks that I had a bad year because they had such a good year, and I think majority of people who were following the beast just on like the casual runners were mo- more so following my personal journey with it. So like people, I, I really hope that people see that everyone really succeeded under the program, and so I would say just off of that, like the biggest thing I learned is like you it is so 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 crucial to stay healthy and um to be doing like everything in your power to not get hurt or not get sick and i got a little excited at times um when i was starting to get in good shape in the first altitude camp and i had a little nagging thing and i just didn't take care of it the way i needed to and you know hindsight is always 2020 with injuries but I just hadn't been hurt before and I didn't even kind of know I was getting hurt until it was too late. And once you fall off the train in, in terms of fitness and practice, you're kind of screwed at that point. Um, like no one in the, like the coach, the athletes, they don't have time to wait for you once you're hurt and, and like coming back. And, and Danny did his, his best job of trying to get me fit again, but like, I was already at um, a disadvantage with my own PRs versus theirs. So like I needed to have like the perfect year to PR and to do well. And I think what also kind of hurt me was that like, you know, I knew that my year, my contract was only a year long and that stress just starts to build up more and more and more. And if I wasn't thinking about it in terms of like, well, I got around like every race you I was getting to the line being like, better not, you know, if I, I have to perform today because I want to try to renew my contract and it just gets worse and worse. And, and I wasn't there physically. I wasn't there mentally. And, um, I think I just kind of lost the long-term thought process of just like trusting the process and not worrying about times, not worrying about racing. So th- those are just little lessons that I learned and who knows if, if those are lessons I could have learned, whether I was on a professional team or not, um, they might've just been because I got hurt and sick a bunch of times this year. And I guess other than that, I learned that people on the team are just really mentally, mentally tough and like can bounce back quickly. Like best example would be Brandon Kidder started running in December because he took eight months off due to a knee injury or knee surgery, I should say. Mm. And he ended up running 144 later in the year he got fifth at usa's in the 800 off of like no base and it was like how how are you doing this and he was like it's all in the head i got stronger mentally and i was like 
yeah, I mean, I don't, it's insane that you did that. So that was, that was really cool to watch. And when you're talking about like being in, well, first off, yeah, that is crazy. Brandon Crater. And then we got to see him race at the, the Sunset Tour at APU. Yeah, he had a crazy season. He's had a crazy season. But also just saying, off of you going off, like saying you had to, every single time you went to the line, you're like, I got to renew my contract. I got to renew my contract. I feel like I've been in that similar place too for the past two years because I was at a JC. And I was at a D1 that I went back to the JC and I was trying, like COVID happened, so I didn't get to run the track season. But even at that point, before the COVID, I was all like, bro, this is like my last chance. Like, I need to run fast and like show like what I can do before I can get into a university. And every time I go to like a cross country race or a track race, my coach would tell me like, bro, like you're tidying up. And like, I was like, you're right. I am tidying up. Cause low key, I'm like, when I started dying, I'm all like, bro, the bag's getting away from me a little bit. Like that's how I would kind of look at it. But like, like, could you kind of just like describe that a little bit more? And like, did you feel like, feel that pressure too? Like even like in practice, like how much, was that like a daunting thing, even when like you're away from the track as well? Or was it really just like once you got to the line or was it like when you were at practice, did you think about it when you were at home or anything? Or how was that? How was just like that process for you just in a general sense? Well, I I totally agree with what you're saying on like, you feel like getting away from you in races. And you know, the whole year was really tough because after I got COVID in November, I felt like I was playing catch up every day at practice. And, you know, if you watch like very early on in the season, I was having no issue at practice running with the guys and all the workouts, not doing less reps and stuff like that. But then after I got COVID and then was coming back, it, it, it was like I was playing catch up and I was, I was almost taking chances in workouts to try to get fit quicker. And as soon as you start playing that game, it's risky for injuries and stuff like that. And it's just like this spiral. And I always, I just felt rushed all year. And I talked about this with Danny after, and he agreed, like, it was just very difficult always feeling like I got, I'm not there yet. I'm close or I'm not close. I, I have to just keep getting closer to where I want to be. And it made it really not fun towards the end of the season where like, you know, you want to be going into races nervous because you're like, shit, I can maybe pop off. Like, I'm nervous because I might actually do something crazy. Not yeah. nervous because you're like, I'm nervous because I don't know what the hell is going to happen when the gun goes off. I don't know what type of shape I'm in. Or mm -hmm. like, I hope that this goes well. That is the worst feeling. And I experienced that so many times towards the end of the season that it was like racing wasn't fun. I wasn't looking forward to races and like, I know people were watching me and I had like, I never used to care about people watching me before races and stuff, but I knew that people were paying attention and watching. And it was like, I just was not in the right mindset and, and it sucks. And it's, it's kind of tragic because it's like, you know, imagine going or like putting your whole life into something and then for for all of us that's running and then showing up at the meet and not being excited and not being nervous in the proper type of way and and then you run crappy and then after the meet you're like why am i why am i doing this like this isn't fun mm -hmm. and like it causes like i train so hard and like why am i not excited on race day or why am i why am i like I don't know, sacrificing this for. So that was sort of where it got. And I, I feel like a lot of people can relate on that. Yeah. And I just had to, that was like a huge thing with me going home. Like after the season, I was like, I mean, I don't want to do this anymore if it's going to be this way. But once I got home and snapped out of that, um, I found the enjoyment again. And, but that's, it's, it's a scary road to go down with just like the constantly feeling like you're not there yet. Yeah. It's like, and then when nerves turn into anxiety and it's just like, I feel like a lot of athletes deal with, um, you know, that gray area of like, am I nervous or am I just having pre-race anxiety, you know, and, and that can definitely like hinder you mentally. How much do you feel like, you know, or I don't know if it's di a direct correlation, but like just being in that, you were like in the actual business world uh, of running 
and like that brings the pressures like you were saying like renewing the contract but what was just like the experience of actually you know being in the within the business running for a company versus running for a college so it's definitely it's different because it's more of a job and um yeah it's it's something that i probably should have done a better job taking account for that there would be limitations on certain things um that i could post and that it wouldn't be as much of a passion project anymore just the thing i love and it was just more of a job and there's a lot of cool positives though because you kind of feel like you're part of a team and you have you know i had people behind the scenes who are you're helping me out um with videos and stuff like that and and people within brooks who were just like they're on your side and stuff and it was unfortunate that COVID was ongoing the whole year because I think we just, we missed out on being able to do a lot of cool things and meetups and just official, official, cool, you know, company things, not, you know, things that you're not allowed to do in college. So that, I think that those are the cool things. Unfortunately, like I keep saying that we, we weren't able to do them. So it kind of stinks. Um, but in, in a normal year, I think that it would have been really fun being part of that Brooks team. Um, but it is, yeah, it's certainly um, different than being just filming practice with the boys in college. Um, but like, really, it's similar in some regards when you're at practice on a pro team, like everyone on the team is the same people they were in college. And they're all we're all having the same funny conversations on the warm up and stuff. So that part of it was not new to me at all. It was just, mm -hmm. you know, being at practice and even filming practice was the most fun part of the experience with Brooks because that's what I knew the best and it felt the most to home for me. And all the, the free shoes and the gear, like, come on, I need to get on that. I get Brooks. All I get is Brooks Adrenaline's, bro. Like, send me some. That's all. That's literally all I get. Brooks Adrenaline since, like, sophomore year. Like, they, they, I know they listening right now. Like, come on, send me some Brooks Adrenaline's my way. I can use, like, three more pairs. You feel me? That would be nice. All white, too. That would be tight. That would be tight. But this guy. I, I, sorry, 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 Spencer. I have to shoot my shot. I, I know they listening to this. I have to shoot my shot, bro. You feel me? The Brooks shoes are nice, so. Yeah, I, I really like wearing Brooks shoes. Um, I love their trainers, and, and I love, in particular, the um, Hyperion Elite 2 is a really good road running shoe that I've liked. And, you know, I'm, I'm still wearing Brooks right now and love their shoes. I wear the Glycerin GTS. I used to wear the Adrenaline, so, yeah, I think Brooks has I, – I truly do think that they have some of the best training shoes out there. Yeah, they cool, but they, they ain't Hoka, though, but they cool. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I was wondering, too, did you have, like, a uh, – speaking of, like, your struggles, didn't you guys have, like, a sports psychologist, too, like, on the team as well? So, yeah, I, I, I went to a sports psych actually off the team. Okay. Um, but I, I, I went to one just to give it a shot and see if it could help, and I think it did basically my biggest issue with running like shit all year was just that I was in bad shape and I couldn't catch a break with injuries and stuff. And like I said, the whole stress of things, but, but I wasn't, I wasn't going into race. I mean, I was definitely worried and not having fun before races, but I, I was performing about as well as I could have based off of my fitness. I just yeah. wasn't fit is really what it came down to, but yeah, having a sports psychologist, it was, it was, I think positive. Um, really what I think sports psychologists are trying to do is, you know, you talk for a while about yourself, kind of like a podcast <laughs> and they reaffirm what you say, agree with what you say, give you some challenges and help you work through some internal things that um, you may not have even thought were around and like I think that I learned in having a psychologist that it's just important to talk to people 
you don't want to be quiet about things. So I personally don't see a sports psych anymore, but I, I learned a lot. And I think that I learned, you know, like I said, the main things that it's just important to talk to people about your things that are going on that are bothering you. And, and if you're not going to talk with people, then get a diary and write stuff. I have a couple of friends who write stuff down um, mm-hmm. in a diary and that it sounds kind of lame, but like, call it a journey getting your thoughts, getting your thoughts on paper or getting them out of your head is basically what all psychologists are trying to do. Yeah. We both, me and Joshua both, both journal. I'd be off. Yeah, I don't, been I don't off. write in a diary. I write in a but. journal. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put that out there right now. <laughs> hit that, make that clear. Make that clear off the, off the bat. But. It's out here when I was saying it. I was like, because my friend journals as well, dude. But calling a diary does make it sound a bit more sus. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a diary. Nothing wrong with having a diary, though. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But also, I want to also just talk about uh, Athlete Special, too. Kind of just the YouTube channel in general. We wanted to discuss it. And really, let's start off here, though, because definitely you're talking about us, like, seeing what we've done the past year. But there have been a lot of people that have been doing doing a lot from, like, the Beer Mile podcast. i just seen that they had, like, their one-year anniversary or a new generation. And then Chris, with all his podcasts that he has on City Gets Mag and stuff, like there's a lot of people doing a lot of stuff. Like, how has it just been for you being someone that's been on YouTube for a minute and seeing everything, seeing the explosion? I think the last time we we're on here, we we're talking about like, oh, the new era is coming and like the new era is low key here now. And like they're still coming in, they're still coming in. But how has it just been the past year seeing all these YouTube channels, podcasts, Instagram pages that have been controlling running media in a way yeah well, i mean that that's been some of the real cool stuff this year like like those podcasts I, I went on the beer mile podcast i've talked with chris chavez in the past um i got to meet all the new generation track and field guys in boulder this summer i got to meet a lot of people in boulder and um i helped my girlfriend Allie make a youtube channel i helped ari make a channel and they both kind of popped off now and um there's just it's really nice to see it it's nice to see mm-hmm. a lot of people out there and um yeah like i have probably experienced like youtube burnout and like revitalizing my channel the most of anyone on youtube in the running space at this point just because i've been doing it forever like people like just so many people don't know to know that I was posting consistently for like three years where I was getting like 2000 views max on videos where I was just grinding out crap. And yeah. like, it only kind of popped off a couple of years ago. And that's what like 90% of my audience is just from the last three years or so, not the first like four before that. Um, so that's just, I've been doing it for so long. And like, you know, uh, this year I experienced, I probably, one thing I, I would have, thought that my channel would be uh would have grown a little bit more this year it stagnated quite a bit and i think it's i think i was less um enjoying you enjoying youtube less than i had been i was just in one of those ebbs and flows where it was just a ebb and i i wasn't enjoying it as much and um i think that because i just like wasn't racing and running great it, it kind of hurt my it didn't hurt my channel but it didn't grow and my view viewership went down a little bit so it's been cool coming back home because i am just making like my bread and butter mm-hmm. OD athlete special type videos and all of a sudden i'm seeing an increase in engagement with my videos people seem to be enjoying them more again and it's like and i'm like I went all the way out west to Boulder for a while in Seattle and like people seem to just like when I'm sitting at my house at home talking to a camera like what the hell so it's it's weird how it works like you know I've had ideas that work and I've had ideas that I guess haven't worked as well and people kind of just like they just like to see a guy grinding away and training and and like every time I try to get away from that and do like challenge videos or get a lot more people involved. People seem to not care as much, but I think that they just like the grind of it. Yeah, no, that's 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 interesting. That's interesting to hear 
we were talking about your priorities earlier, but do you feel like your goals for the athlete special channel have changed at all? That's a good question. Um, I think that I lost what my priorities were with the channel when I went out to Boulder and all of a sudden I was doing like task running shorts and had that business going, but then I couldn't keep doing that when I was with Brooks. So that kind of failed. And then my Brooks storyline is over now and the channel kind of hasn't grown since, since Boulder. And I stopped collaborating with people. I stopped going on podcasts. I stopped engaging with my audience and I'm kind of in this revitalizing period where I'm, I'm starting to engage again. I'm starting to just go back to like what my channel truly was at heart and I'm enjoying it more. So I'm kind of refinding and refocusing my goals and fine tuning them. Like, like I'm not going to start another, you know, running shorts business. I know that that probably wouldn't work if I'm trying to really focus on running and really my, my goals are just to try to stay consistent with running training, hopefully get some PRs this year and then go into next year and try to get some more PRs. Um, I'm trying to find a timeline of like how long I want to just like from the gun commit myself to my dad's training. Um, I think it almost would be better if I like, was just like, all right, two years of his training for sure and like go from there because then i don't have to like worry too much about like yeah. what i'm because i don't really know what i'm doing like after january of this year i could stay in seattle i might not be in seattle i don't know so i'm kind of in that revitalizing period where i'm just figuring things out again but also i know myself well enough to know like just keep the goals bread and butter don't don't overthink don't try to get too big for the running world and just just your best audience is the one that you already have so i need to start feeding my audience just like what i do best which is like weird vlogs at my house so <laughs> yeah i feel that kind of you're sort of like in a little like a limbo situation like man what's what's kind of going on right now like mr that mr crabs meme like what's going on <laughs> but that's the first thing i get about but i was also thinking too like the athlete special the youtube channel like do you have any like dream things or like bucket list things you want to do like with the channel like i don't know like maybe like like a movie or something or like i don't some, something that you would want to like or like a, a series of some kind that you would want to do with like the channel like is that are you thinking are you even thinking about stuff like that yeah so i want to give a shout out to my friend johnny pace who he helped make that video called the last ride he's helped me make some really good videos in the past and I've kind of talked with, with Johnny Pace and, and my friend Ari Clow, who's now a professional triathlete, about starting like a TV show where we're just mm -hmm. like training in a house in like Boulder, Colorado or somewhere where Ari and I would live together. And then like, like Johnny would film us just like doing our training and like just kind of see what happens with that. I think we'd have to like a lot more logistics go into things like that you know it's fun to talk with the boys about just like fun ideas and stuff but like yeah yeah when you start going with it you guys know like all of a sudden there's a lot of logistics you have to work out and that that's so it's only an idea right now so that's one thing and you know i've i enjoy a good story and i at some point i'd probably like to make some sort of like athlete special movie type thing um but to that point, like right now probably isn't the time for me to do anything like overly creative. I kind of just want to like grind on like the day in day out stuff again for a little bit. And then like, hopefully after like a big stint of running again, I can take a step back and then try to do something cool. Yeah, I feel that. I know it's hard to like find that balance between youtube and running and trying like new things because i feel like we deal with that too like what is what is the running report like what is athlete special do i need to be collabing with this person do i need to make merch and it's kind of like you just figure it out as you go and that, that's what that's what i'm like hearing from you 
Yeah, totally. Like, you stop thinking about ideas sometimes and, and stop, uh, yeah, just worrying about the future of what you're going to do and start focusing on like, all right, video every three days. Just, let's go. Just keep going. Keep going. That's that's just when you build. And yeah. that's what I'm trying to do again. I feel that. You just got Yeah, sometimes you just got to jump into the deep end, even though I can't swim. Like, sometimes <laughs> you just got to jump. You got to jump into the deep end sometimes, though. Not, not literally for me, though. You need to learn how hey, to bro. swim, though. You come need to on, come man. teach me, bro. I need to go to an instructor. I can't have you teach me how to swim, bro. I can't have you teach me how to bro, swim. Bro, I could teach you, bro. Trust, trust. That sounds frustrating to me, bro. Don't set that our people. Frustrating. Don't set us back, bro. Don't set us back <laughs> right now. <laughs> okay, bro. Okay, we're gonna move on. We're gonna close out. We're gonna close out after that. We got some close out questions for you, Spencer. First, I want to start here. We've never done this before on the podcast, but we want to do like like a track and field uh word association a little bit. So basically, I'm I'm gonna say an athlete's name and give the first word or phrase that crosses your mind. Is that understandable? Yeah, I get it. I you should okay. You showed me these before I forgot the name, so hopefully this goes well. <laughs> <laughs> Our first one, sit and kick. <laughs> Podcast. Dave is the better host. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> Ali Alio, Alio. Where's the pants? In my- <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Centrowitz. Cole Hawker's son. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, uh, Danny Mackey Future MMA fighter Ooh, Let's go with this one afterwards Jake Paul My hero What? <laughs> what? I wasn't expecting that, wasn't Yo. that? <laughs> It's a meme mostly <laughs> New generation track and field I liked when it was called Ben Crawford Moore Hey, I got one for you Uh Nick Simmons. Really want to collaborate with him. Cole Hawker. Best hair in the game. I don't know about this one. Shakari Richardson. <laughs> Wouldn't have been banned. I agree. I agree. Takashi six nine. Old news. R.I.P. The guy that was the guy that was wearing the shirt too. Flow track. Dead. Dang. R.I.P. To them too. <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know what you'd be saying to that. Oh, let's go over to the next one. Next one. Good job. Thank you, Spencer. First time. First time. Move on to the next one, bro. Like, can we, Aaron, when I ask this question, can we expect any athlete special merch soon? I know we were just talking about not thinking about any creative stuff, but any athlete special merch that you're thinking about you want to drop soon? Any more sweaters? So I'm probably, hats? my dad wants to help me make some merch stuff. Um, not, if, if I do, because right now I don't sell anything. Um, but I'd say in the next two months, we'll try to set up just some sort of Shopify thing and get basic stuff going again. All, all the basic stuff. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. Okay, I don't got anything else. Aaron, Aaron, you got something? No, that's, I mean, we covered a lot. We covered a lot. So appreciate you, appreciate you coming on. I mean, happy to see see your growth, see your back back with your family. And yeah, we're just excited for the channel, the direction of the channel. I feel like your last like three videos were, were super fire. Thank you. I, I, as always, guys, I, I really love going on this podcast. You guys are like real friends at this point. I We, we actually have to hang out forever in uh, California together at this point. So, you know, when you when you were last in, out, out here, I think for one of the Sunset Tour races, like you're all like, oh, like, where should I run in the OC or anything? Like I was going to hit you, but that was like right after I got my appendix like taken out. So oh, like, shoot. I couldn't move. Like, <laughs> I was in pain. So I was like, oh, I can't really do nothing until like two weeks or something like that. But no, yeah, we gotta we gotta do something. Actually, I got one more question just because I'm I'm just interested in this. Have you been watching anything like uh like on Netflix or Hulu or something? Do you have anything to recommend to like the people? I want to start watching um, Squid Game. It's some Japanese show. I yeah, I haven't started watching that. yet. Uh, I kind of casually watched Ted Lasso with my, my family at home. Um, a little embarrassed to say this one because I don't consider myself an anime guy, but I did just watch Attack on Titan, which is an animation. Fire. Fire. I, I only I finished season one and 
Season you know one what? is crazy. Call me, call me a nerd, whatever. I don't care. I watched Attack on Titan, and you know what? I also watched Demon Slayer, which is another fire anime. Fire. So this man's a weed. You, know you can, yeah. I I <laughs> never did that stuff before this year, but couple of my friends suggested it and it's kind of fire and i would never dub it in english you got to watch it in the true language yes it's way better it's way better i agree hey i think this is going to be the true change in, in your running bro <laughs> dude i feel the energy yeah <laughs> i feel the energy you see what isaiah jewett was able to do bro just wait you just need a little bit you just need a little bit and the power of anime god it what's the thing powerful you seen that aaron I don't think I have, but I have actually one more question though. I have one more question. All right, all right, hit me. Who should we have on the next podcast? We haven't been, we, oh, we yeah. didn't even ask that last time. But do you have any suggestions on? We've had so many guests at this point, but any suggestions you got for us? I'm trying to think of someone in the running world that's doing something right now. Um, maybe. Have you guys ever not had a runner on here? Maybe get try to get a triathlete on here. Maybe we'll get Lionel Sanders. Do you know who that I is? I, I don't, but I'll research. We don't we we've only had runners. We have people from like yeah, casual yeah, to pros, but get, get Corey Belmore on here. Mm, the beer beer mile three thirty something, fifteen hundred runner. Yeah. Yeah. I've met him if he's a really nice guy. So I'd like to know what he's up to. Yeah, that dude that dude is a beast. He ran what, Aaron? I think in the beer mile he's he ran, ran like, like four twenty in the yeah. beer mile. But he's like a three thirty seven guy in the fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, how do you run four twenty in the beer mile? It's I don't crazy, know. Crazy, bro. I think you ran like a four thirteen, like, and then it's just like the beer time added, basically. So he was running yeah. a four thirteen while drinking beer. It's crazy. That's a flex, bro. That's a flex. <laughs> well, we're low key just talking for these last five minutes. So, in the podcast here, bro. Thanks for everybody listening this far, bro. Thank you again, Spencer, for joining us, man. Really do appreciate it. Good luck on all your future endeavors. Aaron, you got anything else before we get out of here? Just as always, man, if you listen this far into the podcast, you truly are a day one homie. And just thank you all for rating, uh, giving us the five stars. And yeah just giving us that feedback it truly is appreciated so thank you all we'll see y'all next time on two black tuesday thanks again spencer bro thanks guys all right i was like perfect hour too